If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. From coast to coast and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio around. Online with Bill Alexander. Hi everyone, yours truly, William Eric Alexander, all my friends call me Bill, and welcome to this edition of Online with Bill Alexander, here on WMCK.FM and also at italknet.com. Well, today I've been looking forward to this interview for a while, got a hold of this individual last week, said he was willing to do the show, and I was really excited about it, because he has a new comic book out uh, that has been released recently, actually I believe it's... uh, Within the last few days, am I correct, uh, Randy? Is it uh, when was it released? Uh, just just within the, the past uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, I knew it was soon. But anyway, on the phone line right now, we have Randy Bish. He is a, a cartoonist out of the Greensburg, Pennsylvania area, and he has a comic book out now called The Yellow Kid, which is actually a tribute to a comic book or a comic strip, I should say, that was released in 1895 to 1898. And we're celebrating, what, the 125th birthday of this uh, this comic strip, correct? Uh, that's correct. Uh, he turned 125 on uh, the 17th. And he looks real good for his age, too. <laughs> yeah, I hope I look that good if I ever get that old. <laughs> so I was doing some research for this, and I thought it was really interesting that... Um, I guess the term yellow journalism actually can be attributed to the yellow kid, or as uh, his real name is, uh, Mickey Dugan. That that's correct. Uh, today you might you might call it uh, clickbait. Okay. But, okay. Uh, that back back then yeah, it was yellow journalism that came. Uh, it was coined, uh, you know, uh, for the the yellow kid. So what got you interested in the Yellow Kid comic strip that you wanted to uh, give it a rebirth in 2020? Actually, the, the project was the, uh, was the, the, uh, the, the uh, idea of a friend of mine named Chris Yombar. Uh, Chris is uh, in the comic book industry. He's, he's worked with, uh, major characters such as uh, Mr. Magoo, uh, Bart Simpson, um, Popeye, um, a lot of. He has his own characters as well. He has Mr. Beat, but uh, Chris came to me and he said, "Look, I, I want to do a comic book." And he he wrote the story and he asked me if I I was interested because he 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 was hoping to find somebody that was in the newspaper business. Now I'd been with the, uh, the Tribune review for over 30 years. And when he told me the character he wanted to you do in the story, well, the yellow kid is, is comic book uh, or comic strip uh, royalty, you know, and to work with a character like that, I, I, there was no way I could turn it down. Because and actually 
Chris liked the idea of me drawing it uh, because of the way I drew Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I can see that. I get that now. Yeah, because uh, in my time drawing at the Trib, I, I, I drew Obama, uh, George W. Bush, and Prince Charles, and all three of those guys had you know ample ears. Yes. So it, it worked out well. You know, he said, if you can draw ears like that, you know, because that, other than the, the bucktooth smile, that's the trademark of, the, of this kid. Right. So when you when you, uh, you when you guys got together to do it, um, did you have to knock out the story, or did he already have a story uh, planned for you to draw? He already had the story uh, written and ready to roll. Okay. So how long did it take you to do the drawings for the comic book? Uh... I think it wound up taking us uh, between one and two years. Wow. It, it was, uh, you know, we, we went back and forth uh, consulting each other. He's from Ohio, from Youngstown. So we went back and forth uh, consulting each other and, uh, and t working out everything. And it, it was really a, a great project. I mean, I, I there's actually a cameo in the book from another major comic uh, strip character is Popeye the Sailor Man. Okay. Uh, he pops up uh, within the story. Um, but it was it was just such an honor and so much darn fun just to, to draw this. And it was nice to do something that, that has nothing to do with politics for a change. Right, right. Now, looking at your drawings and looking at the originals, um, you, you took liberty with the new character, correct? That's correct, yep. It, it, yeah, we, we gave it a new style, uh, more of a modern, modern style to it. Was his goal actually to get it back into the uh, into the newspapers again, or was it just to pay tribute to him? Uh, I believe more or less uh, just a, a tip of the hat to a to a uh, an icon in American comic strips. Uh, are you planning on doing more with the Yellow Kid? If uh, everything works out, sure. I, I, I think uh, Chris, Chris would be happy to do that. He, he had a great story that he came to me with, and you know, I, I already he already had me when he mentioned who the character was. Right. But after I read the story, it, it was really good because it it, it uh, actually transports th this kid from. Uh, 1895 New York City to uh, current day in New York City. Oh, interesting. That would be a culture shock for anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, there, there's some really cute things that happen. You know, that, that you know, this kid is, uh, you know, traveled through time and, you know, seeing what happened. And it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, now, what's interesting is, is you said because it is comic strip royalty that you were interested in it. What what actually appealed to you? Um, again, going back to the whole yellow journalism thing, was it because of what it meant in that time period, and how you could relate what you did to to something similar like that, or was it just the history behind the character? Uh, maybe a little of each. Uh, th this is actually the very first comic strip in the world that ever used word balloons. Okay. Uh, so that was that was something that he that uh, the artist uh, Richard O'Call came up with that is used to this very day in, in comic strips. You know, have a word balloon. But yeah. it, you know, just to be able to to work with it, I I. You know, I've always wanted to do a comic book, and uh, so this was a sc scratching an item off of my bucket list. <laughs> Which all the work you've done um, in the past, because I'm looking at some of it right now, it's amazing you haven't done a compilation for a comic book. Uh, well, actually, most, most of the work I've done has been editorial cartoons, and right. I, I'm putting together... Uh, one of those one one of these days i i'm into my next project already i'm uh, starting a uh, a children's book that i've written myself oh really and what's it about uh it gets into it's actually uh, 
two main characters. One is a uh, an aging tin soldier. Okay. And he has a partner that is a uh, a um, like comic relief. He's a, a bulldog. Okay. That sounds that sounds like a very interesting concept. Um, I, and and don't give it away because when are you planning on having that completed? I'm looking to wrap that up within the year. Oh wow! So how long does it take you to come up with ideas for your own stuff? Because some of the stuff I'm looking online right now. Like one of my favorites you did on the passing of Tim Conway with Harvey Corman sitting in the dentist chair and Tim Conway uh, in heaven with Harvey, Harvey Corman. And the line was, did somebody here call for a dentist, which refers back to the classic dentist scene that was on the Carol Burnett show. Um, when you think, how do you think of these ideas or do things just pop in or is, is it more difficult on some days than others? Oh no no! They, I, I've been I've been awful lucky. I they they just come to me. I I, I keep a uh, little notepad next to my bed at night. So uh, there, there are times I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll have an idea. So I'll, I'll jot it down so I can draw it the next morning. But uh, yeah, I <laughs> it's funny. Years ago, I, I won an award for a cartoon. And I couldn't even remember drawing the darn thing. <laughs> it was one of the ones that I, I did in the middle of the night. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, and the, the cartoon you mentioned about with Tim Conway, uh, if you go to uh, any live appearance from Carol Burnett uh, nowadays, uh, that she uses that cartoon to end her program. Because she shows it. Yeah, I saw, I saw the tweet that she had about it also. Uh, which was actually yep. kind of that was really uh, that was really a feather in your cap, because uh, not only do we get to see it, and a small group of people see it, but a national audience got to see it. So that's kind of awesome. I yeah, I, I heard I've, I've heard from pretty much all of Tim's family, from Carol, uh, from uh, and it's it's just been a uh, I got some very nice feedback on that cartoon. So when, when you do your work, um, and again, you, you are doing, you're not doing anything for the Tribune now. You're basically doing it for syndicates, correct? Uh, that's correct. I, I draw for uh, three different syndicates. One is uh, based in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, one in uh, California, and one in D.C. Do they tell you what to draw, or do you basically have con creative control over everything? Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I, I have control on, on what I draw with these. It's, okay. it, it's nice, you know, now that I'm not with the newspaper, I don't have an edit. Of course, you know, I have to be careful with, with spelling mistakes, but, <laughs> but I don't have an editor to, to come and say, oh, I don't know. I think you're going a little too far with that. Okay. Um, cause we all know the story that happened with Rob Rogers about a year and a half ago where the Post-Gazette let him sure. go because they felt he was going leaning too far to the left. And I was just wondering if you ever had that issue yourself. I, you know, I, I was very fortunate in my time with the trip that uh, there, there were a few subjects that I, I knew if I would draw anything about them, that I was opening up a can of worms and there would be, you know, uh, there were times I, I got some pretty nasty mail, some even death threats. Um, I actually one time had the uh, the uh, Klan came out to, to visit the newspaper looking for me, but they came on a Saturday and I didn't work weekends. So. <laughs> what, what I think is interesting is that why would any, if you don't like it, don't read it. Why would you make a threat to the person that drew it? I, that, that's something that I, I'll never know the answer to that. Because that just amazes me, because some of the work you're doing right now, um, and again, you were working for a very conservative newspaper, now you're working on your own. Some of the stuff that you're doing now is pointing at, pointing fun at the conservative party and the Republicans, especially Donald Trump, which uh, some of these are just classics. The, the pinky and the brain one, I think, is wonderful. Well, well thank you. <laughs> I, I, I actually got to the place now where I... I um uh, the the uh I, I got to meet uh, the uh the voices be between the pinky and the brain oh really uh yeah uh, uh but 
very nice gentlemen. They, they, uh, they, they were nice enough to, to sign the cartoon for me. Oh, that's awesome. So the other thing I see is, is again, you, not only do, are you, do, you doing uh, political ones, but you're also doing um, in, in memoriam, uh, like you did with uh, Carol Spinney, and that you've done with uh, the stuff that was going on with Lee Iacocca, Adam West. Um, why? Yeah, I, uh, the uh, Adam West cartoon after it ran. That's what I, I love about the internet. You know, back when the cartoons were just in the newspaper. The only people you I'd hear from would be the people within the readership area. Right. But now that now that the internet has hit, oh my gosh, I you know, I get uh, you know I'll hear from all over the, the world. And I when the Adam West cartoon came out, I um, got a very nice uh, message uh, sent my way from uh, the uh, actress that played uh, Catwoman. Oh really? Um, Lee Merriweather and. Uh, Lee, Lee- Lee, Lee Merriweather, yeah. yep. So what's interesting is I don't know if people understand the cartoon itself, of course, me being a Batman aficionado, especially the TV, that when Batman and Robin used to climb up the wall, there would be a window and there would be famous cameos. And in this case, it's St. Peter basically saying, you know, you could have used the front gate. And again, it's a classic cartoon, but if you're not familiar with the uh, with the cameo window, you wouldn't really get the full gist of it. Yeah, if you if you're if you're a uh, Michael Keaton Batman fan, that that one would go right over you. <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. Old parts like like yeah, old parts like me, uh, <laughs> we remember the the, the TV show. Uh, the other one you did too, and and um, it is of George Washington going, "Dear Orville and Wilbur Wright, you may want to hold off on any flight experiments, seeing as how my troops had to take the precautionary measure of shutting down all airports. Sorry for the inconvenience, George Washington." <laughs> and oh, again, okay, yeah, that was going back to that was uh, going back to a comments from the president about uh, there there was an air force at that time. <laughs> now the the question is a lot of the stuff you're doing now is it writing itself because we have a president that has no filter that anything that comes out of his mouth basically is something that you could use. It's it's we we went from uh, we went from famine to feast. <laughs> There's just too much material now. Um, how how are you able to choose what you're going to use? Uh, wow, that's a good question. I, I I like to look at things and then you know look online and see how hot each subject is. You know what what's what's everybody's talking about. I'll I'll go on uh, Twitter or Facebook or uh, Instagram and and. You can pretty much judge what everybody's talking about. If you have, like most, you know, recently, there will be several things going on at one time. So I'll take the, the, the subject that most people are talking about and say, let's talk about this. Okay. Now, when, when uh, some of the ones that I've seen have, have you've done that is basically for a Pittsburgh audience, do they get picked up outside of the area or do they just stay in this region? Because the one you did for the Tree of Life, um, the classic that you did of Charlie Brown and Lucy saying that now he's the the, the most famous or most popular um, football player in Pittsburgh named Brown, which is a classic one right there. Do they play outside of the outside of our region or are they just for Pittsburgh only? Uh, they're they're. They're very popular uh, in Pittsburgh, but they they, they actually have, have a life of their own uh, across the, the country and around the world. Uh, you know, I I was saying before about hearing from people about about different things, and uh, well, I'll give, give you an example. Just, just today, I made mention of um, actually it was a cartoon idea, and I didn't get the chance to, to draw it. But I, I said uh, there was a good chance by the end of the week that President Trump could be sending out a pardon to uh, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and I got some fellow who, who claims he's a relative of, of the actor. <laughs> and, and was he, and was he uh, thankful of your idea of doing it or what? 
Yeah, yeah. He said. He said. Uh, uh, finally, there's something that I can be proud of if he, if he gets if he gets pardoned. <laughs> I mean, that's really stretching it. But hey, the way this week is going, why not, right? Sure. <laughs> the other one that's good this week too is the one of the Boy Scouts standing here saying, "This one I got for bankruptcy law, and the other one I got for settling out of court." Uh, it, I'm sure that that did not go over very well with Boy Scouts of America. Uh, myself, I, I was uh, I was a Boy Scout. My my little brother uh, was an Eagle Scout, and um, scouting was a great experience for for uh, speaking for myself. Well, was a wonderful experience. I I, I loved everything about it, and I. I'm very fond of the, uh, the the morals that it teaches young men to, you know, what, the way you should handle yourself and treat others, respect for yourself, for others, for, for your country, for family. Uh, and I, I'm so sad to see, you know, the whole organization dragged into this mess where there's some, been some bad people right. in, in years past, and it, it has really you know le- left uh, some damage on, on what is a very good organization mm-hmm. and I, I i agree with you on that the other thing i thought was interesting too that um you posted this week uh was your your uh morning doodles that you do um do you wake up every morning and actually take take a pen out and start doodling and I mean, because if you do, yep. these are amazing. I mean, the John Bolton one you've done, it's it's it would be me. It wouldn't. I mean, I would look like I'd be drawing. I don't know what I'd be drawing because I can't even doodle creatively. But that's just amazing <laughs> to see your work. Well, thank you. Um, so what what gives no, no, your inspiration again? What you're seeing on the news? What's on the uh, internet? Whatever it may be. Um combination of, of what's what's going on in the world I, I did one maybe a week or two ago of the uh the movie uh, jojo rabbit yes i saw that um i uh i there are some people that just have great faces that you, you think oh i, I want to draw that and you know it, it's funny when you're 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 drawing anybody that's political the minute you draw somebody that people like oh my gosh you're you're going to hear about they're going to say how dare you make fun of my my candidate you know right i i had something posted about uh elizabeth warren and uh i i had people just went went ballistic and i i like the woman myself i i think she's a very smart lady uh you know i i i have no problems with her really and these people were upset because I had made comment that she she bore I don't know she bears to me a, a striking resemblance to uh, Dana Carvey's church lady. Yes, um, I agree. I agree with you on that. Do you think you would have got into editorial cartoons if when you did if the political environment is was the way it is today? Sure. No, I, 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 I was going to get into cartooning one way or another. Uh, matter of fact, in my high school yearbook from 1980, oh my gosh, that should be in a museum by now. Um, the When you, you put your profile, it, it said, my plans for the future, it said was to, to be a famous cartoonist. Okay. So you graduated in 1980? Yep. You graduated four years before I did, so now you know how old I am. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> give you an idea. One of the big things that's happened in the Pittsburgh region that actually has taken the country by storm this past year was the whole idea of the resurgence of Fred Rogers. And I know that you've done Fred in the past. Is he one of these people that you could actually do on a regular basis with a moral characteristic of a day or something? I... I love the chance to do, do anything dealing with, with Fred. Um, I, you know, met him in person years ago, and he is right up there 
in the top three of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Okay. Um, um, he, uh, Jimmy Stewart, and uh, Red Skelton. Uh, th- those three people were, were just, just blew me away. You, know, uh, you couldn't have expected anything nicer from them. And when Fred uh, was walking down the street in downtown Pittsburgh, it was like watching the Pied Piper. You know, children would just come up and sit on his lap. How are you? And want to talk to him. And he had time for every and each each and every one of them. That that to me uh, just reinforces the whole thing. Um, the whole thing that I know about Fred, unfortunately I never had the opportunity to meet him. However, my father did. And the stories that he would tell me, um, were basically the same thing. He was just a very genuine, very genuine person, but you graduated from the art Institute of Pittsburgh, correct? Mm -hmm, That's right. So what drew you to the art Institute? Um, was it because they had a strong art program there or you just decided that's where you wanted to be because it was close to home? I, I think it was uh, just because it was close to home, you know. <laughs> I come from a little place called Walk Chalk, which is uh, between Catanning and Worthington. Okay. And you know, when I told my family that I wanted to be a cartoonist, you know, thank God they they uh, they supported me and in my vision for what I wanted to do, and. Uh, so you're looking for art schools, you know, in this area, that was, that was about, you know, all you had at the time. With, with the art Institute being gone right now, do you know any other schools in the area that are giving the kids the same type of uh, education? I, I really, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I, I really don't know of any, you know, program like that other than if you would get into a, um, a graphic arts program with any of the uh, community colleges. Um, I'm sure there, there are fine programs uh, in, in, you know, the regular colleges as well, but for something that was really centered on commercial art, I, I really don't know of anything like that. That's, that's, that's uh, very interesting. Now, another thing I'm looking at, and I'm looking at some of your cartoons, when you do them, are they all done, are they all paper and pencil sketches or are they done on a computer now? Uh, the, the only thing that I do on computer is adding color. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have in the past, uh, done the, the, the ones where you're using the computer just to draw in that way. But I, I, I guess it's because of my love of history. I, I always thought it was nice to have an original. If if uh, somebody would call and say, you know, I, I like that cartoon. Where can I get an original or, or a, a print? So that that way, I, I have, you know, something that I, I can give them that way. So everything you do then starts out black and white. Then do you scan it into your computer? Then you colorize it. That's correct. Yep. How long does that take from beginning to end? Oh my gosh! Um, it depends on how much detail I have in it. Uh, if 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 there's a, a lot of detail, you know, it may take uh, an hour or two. Um, there have been some days when I had a real simple idea, and from sketching it out and going to the final product with sending it out to syndicates in a black and white and color form, probably maybe 20 minutes. Really? Wow. Now, that, that, that's, those are the ones that are very simple. So, yeah, maybe, maybe just one character and, okay. and, a, and a, a word balloon or something. Okay. Cause that to me is just amazing. Anyway, Randy, we're going to take a brief time out. We're going to come back in just a moment, but before we do, I got to, uh, Take a brief time out, as I said, as I repeat myself multiple times. Anyway, you're listening to us on WMCK.FM and also on italknet.com. We'll be back in just a moment with Randy Bish, um, 
new comic book out called The Yellow Kid and also former uh, editorial cartoonist for the Greensburg Tribune Review. He's still an editorial cartoonist, but he's doing it for syndicated work right now. But we'll be back in just a moment here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. to be perfect to be a perfect parent thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are for more information on how you can adopt visit adoptuskids.org pa a public service announcement from the u.s department of health and human services adopt us kids and the ad council welcome back to online with bill alexander here on wmck.fm and also on italknet.com and oh by the way wmck.fm is in mckeesport pennsylvania if i didn't tell you that earlier on the phone line right now we have andy bish a cartoonist uh new comic book out called the yellow kid and also a uh, editorial cartoonist now you were saying about doing some of the work that you do that it could take you from hours to 20 minutes or 20 minutes to a few hours when you come up with some of these ideas, are you under a clock to get them out so they're timely? Or do you think in today's society, because of the Internet, you have a little bit more time to mess around with them? Uh, actually, uh, the quicker you can get it out, the, the better, which uh, unfortunately for news is why there is news that, you know, is, is, that could be called fake. Right. Because in a rush to get the story... You know, some people are overlooking the facts. And I think maybe the biggest problem with news today is that they don't distinguish between what is actually news and what is actually opinion. It used to be at the end of the newscast, like uh, in, in at least in the Pittsburgh area, you'd have uh, the station manager would come out with uh, an opinion. It would give you a couple minutes just to give a quick uh, their, their, their look on you know, one of the topics of the day. Right. And we're always labeled. They, they would say, this this is the opinion of station manager, and they'd give the name. And, and you knew that was, that was opinion. That's not news. It's not a fact. But unfortunately today there are some news sources that will put things out and – you know, running across the the screen of be a banner saying breaking news. It's not breaking news. It's their opinion. And again, when you go back, the one I think of, I think of the uh, former general manager of WTAE is John G. Conomikes, which was a great, yeah. which was a great name. <laughs> yep. So, are there other editorial cartoonists that you actually um, 
you admire that you look for their work every day? Oh God, yes, yeah. I, I and you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I, I've got to know them now. <laughs> uh, when when I first started March eleventh, nineteen eighty five, at the at the Trib, uh, there were over six hundred editorial cartoonists uh, full time in the country. Okay. Today, that number is less than twenty that the newspaper industry has just fallen apart more or less. But I, I think um, maybe one of the biggest mistakes was newspapers started giving out the news for free online. And then all of a sudden they found out people didn't want to pay for it after they'd been giving it to them for free. Because that idea of hooking on it and eventually they'll go buy it did not work in this case. Uh, because everybody yeah. out there, unfortunately, I hate to say this, because everybody out there thinks they're a journalist. Exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the issues that we're dealing with. Um, a lot of newspapers just in the last year have gotten rid of their editorial cartoonists because of controversy. And to me, it, it seems like sad, they're trying yeah. to hide something by doing that. I, You know... It, it hurts me because in all my time of drawing, this is the time in history, at least in modern history, when the, the country could use a good editorial cartoon. We have, with everything going on politically right now, there are, is so many things that need to be addressed, and, and, and yet they're, they're doing away with positions for cartooning because well it's, it, um, they, they don't want to tick off the advertisers you know but that's what cartoons do is you you, you stir the, the pot you rock the boat you, you make people think you make them laugh but it, oh my god if you make them mad then then the, the uh, people who put the ads in the paper get upset and right that's when they, they say sorry we can't use you anymore because I hate to say this, when I was a kid, and I was, I mean, this was in the 70s, the 70s, and I would read, the first thing I would go to was the editorial cartoonist, because I was able to understand what they wrote, and then if it interests me, I'd go read the story that dealt with that, or whatever it may be. But today, you don't have that creativity out there, and you're, I think you're eliminating a lot of vital, vital information just by taking out that one cartoon. I, I, you know, I, I actually know of several newspapers that have done away with the editorial cartoon just because they don't want to tick off the readers. That, and they they have such little business anymore with newspapers that the idea of, of making more, you know, of ticking off any any advertisers or, or subscribers is it's just too scary for them. And they, right. they, they don't want to do it. Now, I'm looking at one you did, and unfortunately I can't find a date on it, but it says the treasures of the Smithsonian. Abe Lincoln's top hat, FDR's fireside chat microphone, and Donald Trump's straitjacket. Which, oh, okay. Yeah. Which, which I think is a classic. Now, you can't tell me that you didn't get fallout because of that. Oh, sure. I, I, I've actually had uh, newspapers... Uh, that um, run my syndicated cartoons have told me we can't use the Trump cartoons because they're going to make make his followers mad. And you know, in all my years of drawing, I, I you know, sure, you're, you're that's what the cartoons do is you make people mad. You know, I I drew cartoons uh, against every president. You know, I don't care if if you're a Democrat or a Republican. If you do something stupid, you deserve to be drawn. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure that when you drew Barack Obama's ears as large as you did, that people got offended by that. Uh, he, you know, when I met him, he, he actually laughed at, at the ears. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how many presidents that, have you met? That, how many presidents have you met that you've made fun of? Oh, Boy, um, oh, uh, 
probably the one I made, made fun of the most was Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember the day I met him, I, I was so tempted to say, you, you have no idea how many times I drew you wearing just underwear with boxer shorts with, with hearts on it. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is it... I had a very nice... The, the funny thing is, is your your uh, your drawing of of Bill Clinton looks like um, a lot like Jerry Clower, uh, the 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 uh, country comedian. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, it yeah, looks just like it looks just like him. I'm going, yep, that's the way I see him too, which I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I it, you know, it's, it's funny. I was at a uh, an event in D.C. Uh, it was actually the uh, they were presenting the, the Medal of Freedom to uh, uh, Jeannie Schultz uh, for Charles Schultz, the uh, creator of Snoopy. Yes, and uh, I was there with with another fellow, and he was looking at my sketchbook, and I I had all these old Clinton cartoons, and right at that minute, who walks up but Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> And my, my friend had to, you know, hide the book quickly, <laughs> hoping she wouldn't see the cartoons. Well, so, <laughs> some of the ones you've done of her have been quite interesting, too. Uh, because, um, again, again, you're poking fun of whatever they did in the news. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, you know, anytime a politician does something stupid, you know, that's that's open season. You know, you can... You know, you, you, it gives you, they give you a little piece of space in the paper and with a, a pen and, a, and some paper, you could, you have the ability to make people laugh. You can make them smile. You, sometimes you make them think, hopefully you, you make them mad as hell. I, I, uh, I've always loved the response that I get because, you know, you have no idea what, what's going to happen once a cartoon comes out. Right. And, some cartoons have gone on. They're in museums. I have in museums all around the world uh, right now. To me, that has to be um, that has to be really awe-inspiring to see your your artwork in someone else's museum. Now, do you like whenever there's a political issue out there? Do you like to use characters other than the politicians themselves? For example, you did one um, a while back, and you used uh, Doc and Marty. McFly from Back to the Future about the time machine going wrong because all these years later we still have candidates Bush and Clinton running for president. Do you like taking something from oh, pop, yeah, yeah. from pop culture and modifying it so it can actually enhance the political uh, attributes that we're dealing with now? Sure. Yeah. Anytime I can, uh, you know. I, I, I love the chance to, to uh, especially cartoons that I grew up loving when I was a kid. Uh, I, I lo love the chance to be able to, you know, I, many times I have used um, the uh, Roadrunner and Coyote. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I think at one point there, there was a string of uh, mishaps with uh, the North Korean missiles. <laughs> and I, I, I had the uh, you know, Kim Jong Un being taken out to uh, find out who in their their missile program was responsible for it. It was Wiley Coyote. Okay, <laughs> that may, honestly that makes a lot of sense. Um, when you draw other characters like uh, the Roadrunners and Wiley Coyote, uh, Charlie Brown, and and Lucy and stuff like that. Do you have to pay some type of right to the original, um, whoever the, the, the original copyright holder is or trademark holder? Uh, with, with what I do, it falls under editorial comment. As long as I'm not putting it on t-shirts and uh, you know, I'm not you know cashing in by, by, uh, any merchandising, anything like that. Um, you know, a lot of times nowadays, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've got to know the artist who makes them. So I'll, I'll uh, you know, I I was friends with uh, Dick Loker, who uh, took over for Chester Gold. He he uh, he drew uh, Dick Tracy. Okay. 
And uh, so I, I can remember drawing Dick, Dick Tracy in a cartoon and then sending my uh, my original over to Mr. Loker. And did he comment on it? Oh, my, my, yeah, 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 it was, it was great. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. Um, he was actually the model that, that for Dick Tracy. If you looked at his jaw, he had the exact same, looking at him, uh, when he was younger, he went to work for Chester that was drawing the, the strip, and when Chester came up with the, the strip, he used uh, Dick's fa- face as a, as a model. Oh, wow. Um, another one I see, too, and, and I don't know if you've ever met Jeff Sessions before, but making him the Keebler elf. Uh, <laughs> does, Keebler, <laughs> does Keebler get upset at you for making fun of their products? But again, you said you have no, editorial no, privilege. I, I, I yeah, I, I didn't hear from Keebler on that. I, I, I did hear... Uh, I, I got a cease and desist letter once from uh, Warner Brothers um, when when Mel Blank died. Okay. Uh, Mel Mel was the voice of just about all all of their characters, and I did a tribute cartoon showing just all the characters standing around with their heads hung down in honor of Mel. And I got got this letter from uh, Warner Brothers saying cease and desist and. You know, I contacted them back and said, look, Mel was actually a pen pal of mine. Right. And, uh, you know, I explained to them, I'm not making money from your your characters. I'm not selling prints of it or anything. I, I you know, the cartoons I do of, uh, when people die, I, I just, you know, I, I don't sell prints of those normally unless it's, it's uh, to be used as a fundraiser for something. Okay. Because um, a lot of the things that you do, you can tell that when you do the the uh, the memorials, that the people that you do, you very you respect it because of the way you draw them. And again, I just there have been, been a few, few people have died that I, I didn't like. <laughs> Well, even even though that you've done them, it still looks like you've given them credit of some kind. Uh, I I wouldn't say all. There there have been (laughs) several that have shown up at a, uh, let's just say they weren't at the pearly gates. (laughs) Gotcha. Oh, oh, okay. I got you on that one. Um, Another one I'm looking at right now is, uh, and you mentioned Wiley Coyote in his business card, Genius. And then you have Donald Trump oh, okay. with his business card, like really smart genius, which again, just yeah. taking something out of the past and making fun of it and just exaggerating it that much more, which I think is hilarious. Um, so have you looked at using your, and you said a lot of the stuff that, that other people have done that you're using in your stuff, you won't sell, but do you sell a lot of your other stuff? for for uh, marketing purposes like t-shirts and stuff like that or have you not looked into that uh actually i i, I do sell uh, reprints of cartoons okay um the the morning doodles i probably i know it's been, been a year or two back i i did uh and i i may be uh, bringing that back soon is uh i made prints of uh I think I, I did a series of, of, it was like classic television. I had uh, the Honeymooners and Lucy and uh, a lot of old TV shows like Gunsmoke and the Adams Family. Uh-huh. And I I had a lot of those that were available. And I, I may be bringing that back soon. That's interesting because when you go back, and I did not know this, and, and, and I want to talk end up everything with the Yellow Kid, is I did not realize that Yellow Kid, not only was it the first comic that used the uh, talking bubbles, but it was used for advertising pretty much for everything, from cigarettes to alcohol. Yeah, he was actually the very first uh, commercially successful. Not only did did that comic strip sell newspapers, which back then cost a, a, a nickel apiece, but... It was so popular that, uh, well, there was the big newspaper war between Joe Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst. Hearst was, they based the movie Citizen Kane on him. Yes. Um, 
but the, the artist, uh, O'Call, he was drawing for Joe Pulitzer when he started in 1895. The next year, Hearst comes to him and says, hey, here's a bundle of money. Come work for me. Well, Pulitzer, not to be outdone, hires this guy named uh, George uh, Lux to draw the same comic strip because they, they, they were fighting over, well, who had the right to it? So the Yellow Kid at one time was actually in both major New York papers. And they were drawn by two different people. Yep. Now and that's... The, the original art and, and then the new, the new guy. They, they, that's just how popular it was. It, it, back then, that was like the Internet. That was That's true. Yeah. You know, People, that was a soap opera, and they, they had to buy it to see what the kid was doing the next day. Um, I was, um, as I said before, when I was looking up who the yellow kid was and everything else, I went on eBay, and everything is on eBay. There are cigarette buttons with the yellow kid on them going for $295, and there is all yeah. this, this, this memorabilia out there, and I'm going... Wow, there's a real market for this. The average person wouldn't know about it, but there are collectors out there that are really infatuated with the Yellow Kid. The, the, the Yellow Kid was actually, this was before Garfield and Snoopy ever made their first dollar. Uh, I, I can remember, I, I, I was at a uh, an event at Disney and... and uh, they were telling me that Jim Davis, the, the artist who drew Garfield, had been there a day or two earlier. And they said he arrived on his new jet that he just paid cash for. <laughs> and on the side of the jet, he had painted Garfield with his paws out like he was flying. Oh, okay. I mean, that just... Yeah, before... No, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, finish up. I didn't want you to interrupt you. No, no, it's, it's just... The, the Yellow Kid was, you know, before Snoopy or Garfield uh, or, or any of the popular characters made any money on merchandising. He he, he opened the uh, the gates for that to happen. So how many years was the Yellow Kid actually in a publication? Oh, boy. Uh, probably, I'm not sure of the exact number, but he started off in 1895 and probably went into the early 1900s then okay so yeah I'd, i and O'Call at that time was uh uh it could be probably got maybe a 20 year run at least um and then the thing that's interesting me and you made a comment that there were two artists drawing it at the same time were they telling the same story or were there two different stories in in the two different newspapers yeah, it was, two, it was two different stories. I mean, it was, they they just took the the cast of characters. I I don't know if you're old enough to remember. Another thing that came from this strip was one of the other characters was named Buster Brown. Yes, uh, the shoe. And that's where, that's where yeah, that's where the shoes came from. And the dog Tig. Um, so yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, yep. I am old enough to remember oh. that. <laughs> In 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 the uh, our comic book, uh, in I thought this was uh, an excellent idea. Uh, when we put it together at the very end of the book, the very first Yellow Kid cartoon is in the book, along with about six or seven pages of uh, other original Yellow Kid cartoons. Okay, and the, Buster Brown is is in uh, at least one of them. Oh, okay. Um, so it gives a, it gives the uh, reader an understanding of where he came from and where he's at today. That that's actually a very good idea to be able to do something like that. When you look at your drawing style that you do, and I'm sure you've been honing it over thirty plus years, what made you decide to draw characters as exaggerated as you do? Oh, wow. Um... I grew up, I was a huge fan of Al Hirschfeld, uh, the, the caricature artist. Okay. So I, I, I love exaggerating that way. Um, uh, other people that I really liked, liked their work was Mike Peters, who I think is, is one of the, the best uh, cartoonists uh, today. Uh, Pat Oliphant, uh, 
that did uh, you know great cartoons and um, you know look, looking back uh, I got to meet Herb Block who his cartoons were so powerful that he was on Nixon's list uh, of you know <laughs> on, on Nixon's hit list of people that you know Nixon did not like. Would would that be that would that be a, a thing of honor to you if you were on someone's list like that? Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> you could sell I, more books. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I, I'm not going to name who this was because, well, they're, they're dead and gone already. But years ago, I actually had a uh, an area politician come to me and offer to pay me not to draw them again. Oh come on! You got to so, tell me who it is next, now. No, I, I can't now. I mean, they're, they're, they're gone. But I, I will tell you this. Let's just say for the next five days, uh, their face was in the cartoon every day. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to get and even I, with I, them. Oh, yeah. And I, I would I would hear, hear from the people, you know, working around the office. We would say, oh, man, you made them mad today. <laughs> So I need to go back how many years to find these? Oh, that's going that's going way back. I <laughs> I I actually you said about exaggerating. So some people get a, a little touchy about that. I I made uh, Bill Cower very mad about the way I drew his chin. I, again, I don't. I mean, to me, if I was in an editorial cartoon or anything like that, just to be in it is an honor in itself. Because honestly, the cartoonist could ignore whatever you're doing. And and go somewhere else. I don't understand why you wouldn't be flattered. As they say, any press is good press. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you get get your name out there. What you know? What the heck? Yeah. So, especially in a in a uh, in a humorous way, in some in in some format or the other. Again, which is uh, kind of interesting. Well, Randy, I appreciate you taking time to talk with me today. I really do. Where can the people find the Yellow Kid uh, comic book at? Uh, it's available through uh, Mortem Comics, which is uh, M-O-O-R-D-A-M Comics. Uh, you can, uh, if you Google it, look for my name or Chris Yambar, uh, Y-A-M-B-A-R. Uh, you can get them through him. Uh, if you're on Facebook, look for Bish Tunes. Uh, I have a list of um, appearances I'll be making uh, coming up in the next uh, few months uh, where you can get a copy and get one signed if you like. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Most, you know, that's probably the easiest place there to, uh, you know, to find a schedule or, or just send me a private message that way and we can set you up. Sounds good. And um, all, everything he told you, I will actually be putting it in um, my links of this description of this program. So that way you're able to find the, uh, the, uh, the comic book itself and also see what else Randy is doing out there in the, uh, the cartoon world. Randy, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking time to be a part of the program today. And uh, hopefully again, we'll talk to you again in the near future. Sounds good. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Randy Bish, editorial cartoonist, new comic book out called The Yellow Kid, paying tribute to The Yellow Kid, 125 years old. It premiered February 17th, 1895. Well, that's going to wrap up another program for yours truly, Bill Alexander. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, you can listen to us on WMCK.FM, and you can also check us out at italknet.com. Everybody, you have a great one. We'll talk to you next time here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. People turn to the Weather Channel app for their weather forecasts every day. But what if the app could forecast more? Like allergy risk trackers and real-time rain alerts. So you know when to stay inside, load up on tissues, and podcasts. And 24-hour future radar. So you can plan to get outside, load up on sunscreen, and podcasts. Do more of what you love. Don't just check the weather. Embrace it with the Weather Channel. Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that, even designer furniture? On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com.